0: Civil danger warning. A disaster of unknown type has occurred. Normal programming has been suspended. Gary. Gary, have you locked the cage? This is not a test. Okay, let's get going. This is Free Yorkshire Radio. Hello and welcome to Free Yorkshire Radio. Gary has managed to capture a creature that he found in an old junk shop that mysteriously appeared on our high street just this week. It's called a Mogwai, apparently. He's locked it in a cage and has it peddling on our generator. Okay, Gary, make sure you keep him well-fed and hydrated. We should now have enough power for our show. My name, of course, is Lloyd Becklesnit, and we'll be bringing you all the latest government-approved news and stories from the glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire, the mightiest of the many new nation-states that, several decades ago, emerged from the troubled era that was early 21st century Britain. In this episode, a thrilling exclusive as we interview the world's first sentient swamp mongrel, One of Yorkshire's national creatures was accidentally let into the heavy water slides in Naresborough and has now developed the power of speech. There's also a phone-in quiz where at least 100 listeners will be guaranteed to win a lifetime supply of nettle toilet paper. And, most exciting of all, Gary will be making his debut on free Yorkshire radio as he presents his long gestating investigation into why, in the early part of this century, the internet briefly disappeared. Can't wait, Gary. But first, it's... What was that? Oh my God. Are we under attack? Tick Gary. He's the important one. I'm just an intern. Wait, wait a minute. Is that Gabriel? Gabriel Sink? Presenter of the Yorkshire Broadcaster of the Year Award? Oh my God. I don't believe it. Believe it, Lloyd. To maintain the
1: utmost secrecy, myself and this gang of heavily armed commandos I've been hiding in your basement for the last week, waiting for the ideal time to make our announcement. Lloyd Austin Allegro Becklesnip, it is my honour to announce you have been selected as the glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire's Broadcaster
0: of the Year! Okay, bag him and tag him, boys. Oh really, the tranquilizer dart won't be necessary.
1: Okay, we got him, boys. Gary. You'll have to hold the fort on your own for a while. You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio.
0: When I came to, I was backstage in Bradford, awaiting the traditional winner's interview with Gabriel Sink.
1: Broadcaster, communicator, legend. Tonight,
0: Yorkshire comes
1: together to honour one of our greatest people, Lloyd Becklesnip, as we celebrate him as Broadcaster of the Year. I'm sitting down at the Bradford Hipponodrome, and Lloyd, as you step onto the stage, let's take a second to just hear a reaction from that crowd. (laughs) Lloyd, they love you. How does that feel?
0: It feels overwhelming. I mean, obviously, Due to the recent plague resurgence, we could only let 35 people in tonight, even though there's a 35,000 capacity. It's one person every 1,000 seats. That's the regulations. We have to abide by them. Those 35 people were certainly doing their best to make it feel like 35,000 people. So they were, and I appreciate that. How serendipitous, 35 people,
1: 35 years in broadcasting. I mean, that's
0: a milestone that so few people can say. I uh, don't forget 35 nominations as broadcaster of the year. Finally, finally a successful one. I'm not bitter, but I'm just pointing out that it's taken a little while.
1: What do you attribute 35 years, almost three and a half decades, almost, some would say,
0: A mathematician might say exactly three and a half decades. Let's
1: not quibble on these points. Lloyd, what do you put that success down to? In
0: a word. Perseverance. And now in many words. Perseverance, perseverance, perseverance. And a little bit of luck, because obviously we remember Roger Bleakley, our previous presenter, who did die in that threshing accident six months after I started as an intern at the institution that is Free Yorkshire Radio. Obviously, I didn't get promoted to the main spot at that time. I was basically doing Gary's job, but I did become an occasional reporter whilst that other Yorkshire institution, Vivian Filbertson, filled in so ably, but then they also died in that terrible threshing accident just six years later. But I still didn't get promoted to the chief job because we had the TV presenter, uh, Mr. Stuart Ronin decided that it was time for him to step into radio just as my contract was actually being drawn up. He decided he wanted the job as well. And he so
1: tragically met his end in that, um... What was it again?
0: Stabbing. He was going to see a thresher, but he got lost, allegedly, and ended up getting repeatedly stabbed in a dark country lane. The case is still open, and I do hope that the killer is brought to justice one of these days.
1: Lloyd, you've mentioned there that first fateful broadcast about the unusual spate of threshing-based murders. Let's listen to a quick clip from the very first time these lucky people of Yorkshire heard Lloyd on the air. Let's listen in.
0: And so is this the actual threshing machine that he died in? Yeah, they all did.
1: Lloyd, that was a piece of history archived now in the great Yorkshire archive for anyone to enjoy. What do you say to the young people who are inspired by you, who are currently going through the archive? and just drinking all that broadcasting history in.
0: Obviously, some of these threshing accidents were recorded because the people were working for Yorkshire Radio at the time. Obviously, they never got broadcast, but they are in the archives. One of the main things I would suggest is don't listen to them because they are quite traumatizing and you don't want to be hearing a person very obviously on their own with no one else in the room dying, it can be a very difficult thing to listen to. And obviously I wouldn't want any of my listeners to risk disturbing themselves by listening to a recording of somebody, I can't repeat this firmly enough, somebody on their own having an accident and falling into a threshing machine. These recordings are terrible. But other than that, I would say, yeah, I have at them. You can learn a few things from my previous work about how thorough I am. I think you'll find that my attention to detail is unparalleled. I certainly know how to cover a story, and I know how to clear a story up, as they say. I don't leave any loose ends.
1: Indeed, in those first few years, you had your famous sign-off. This is Lloyd Becklesnip live from the scene. I know how to bury a story. I mean, that was really the phrase that caught the nation's heart. Was that a moment of inspiration? Is that something you've always said?
0: Well, I thought at the time, as a nation, obviously, during those years, we were burying a lot. We were burying the past. We were burying a lot of relatives. And we were burying a lot of nuclear waste. And I just thought the phrase bury was getting a little bit heavy. We just needed to lighten it up a bit. So I wanted to make a little Josh, have a little joke about burying a story. We want to put these stories to bed. This is one of our tasks. People say that the media should be inquiring and open people's minds, but that's not what free Yorkshire is about. We don't want people thinking too much. We want to explain a story to them so thoroughly. They don't have to think about it anymore and therefore lead to any weird or awkward questions that might crop up when you don't explain something fully.
1: Indeed, Lloyd. It was that very phrase, don't think about it, with your eyes and glasses, that was plastered on billboards across the nation. Don't think about it. Then, of course, on the double-decker buses, you pointing with the phrase, you don't think about it. That's what really propelled you to nationwide fame. And, of course, your first game show, I don't know what's behind that door either. Now, that was a smash hit. Tell the people about how that was developed and how that came to be, and, of course, how it became such a smash hit.
0: Well, as we all know, I work for the government.
1: So, (coughs) with?
0: Well, I was just about to say, for the government, with the government. We are in tandem. Our thoughts are as one. And, obviously... With people being locked inside a lot of the time, people were afraid of doors. We wanted to lessen the sphere of doors. So we devised a game show where people had to guess what was behind a door and whoever came up with the nicest thing won a prize. We never actually showed them what was behind the door because certainly the nice thing that they thought of wasn't there. We didn't have any cakes at the time. We didn't have any floral arrangements.
1: You say that people never found out what's behind that door, apart from those lucky people who won the end of the series and were literally put through the door. The door which you (laughs) turned to the crowd and would say, I don't know what's behind that door either. All these years later, the whole crowd still knows that phrase. Let's take back to a clip from Series 7, the finale of I don't know what's behind that door either. Lloyd... I believe it's you speaking first to a Mrs. Kettlethorpe of Knaresborough.
0: And I don't know what's behind that door either. I
1: don't want to go. I don't want to go.
0: As it's the last show, where as a special treat, we're going to open the door.
1: I don't want to go. No, please. Shove you through it. No, no, please. It's dark. (laughs) I can see it's dark. I don't want to go.
0: Smoke emerges and. Oh, I don't even have to push her. (laughs) The door ah, is somehow ah, sucking her through ah, the door. There she goes. ah, first then the rest of her and the door slams shut and that's why it's okay to have permanently closed doors in your house if you open your door something like that might happen to you so just stay behind your doors and don't think about it
1: and there again i mean just listening to that clip when we got to the end you don't think about it don't think about it Another round of applause from the crowd. Simply wonderful.
0: And uh, not thinking about it is what has made this country great today.
1: Oh, a standing ovation from the crowd there, Lloyd. Unbelievable. You still have that magnetism after all these years. Wonderful. But uh, let's move on now. It wasn't enough for you to conquer the world of radio. It wasn't enough to conquer the world of the Saturday evening quiz show. No, no. You had to be top of the charts with that number one hit, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, and this is, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) you forgive me if I get a little emotional when I think about this, because it was the first song that I ever purchased. So this this has got a lot of meaning for me. I'm honored, Gabriel. (sighs) That wonderful number one hit for over 25 weeks. I'll spin your puddings, darling. Yeah. I mean, come on. Take us through, if you can, the inspiration, the people involved, and how that came to be.
0: Well, as you know, it had always been a dream of mine to top our country's charts. And as a reward for my years of loyal service to our glorious government, they said, look, you can have one wish. Is there an enemy that you'd like liquidated is there a particular broadcaster whose history you would like us to make up and then have published in the local tabloid? And I said, no. Well, there is. But what I want more is to have a number one record. And so, you know, they seemed a bit surprised by that choice. I don't think that's the kind of thing people usually choose. But they gave me access to the country's Well, I say the country's top songwriters. Obviously, we don't really have much of an entertainment industry anymore, so they gave me the top jingle writer for the government-mandated advertisements that are fed into our dreams every night. That's why, you know, we wake up going, I need my fix of Weedabix and give me a swamp mongrel or give me death. You know, those little catchy phrases that we all have rolling around our heads.
1: Lloyd, I'm going to stop you there for a second while... We enjoy both of those songs just for a moment. We're going to hear the hooks of both of those songs because I think, I'm looking out of the crowd, they want to hear it.
0: Oh, I've got to get my fix. A weed bit Give me swamp mongrel, 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 or oh, give me
1: death. Wonderful. Wonderful. So back to you, Lloyd. I apologize for that break in, but I think the people, they loved it.
0: Yes. And so it just so happened that this jingle writer was working on a song for Yorkshire Puddings, but he graciously allowed me to bring it to fruition. So I got to spin the nation's puddings around. And then the government just released on the hot wax government label named after one of their favorite torture methods and it was fed into people's dreams so people were buying it without even realizing they were buying it it was more of an inner urge which is the purest form of artistic appreciation i think it's when your subconscious makes the decision for you and because it was the only single that was released for those six months it got spent six months at number one which was very gratifying
1: i have to say perhaps coincidentally perhaps because you've led the kind of life we all dream of every other recording artist that month had met with a thresher accident so you were the only person spinning those hot discs at that time
0: yeah i was spinning the discs and they were spinning in agricultural equipment there's a kind of Beautiful tragic irony to that. I mean, obviously, we miss all those brilliant recording artists. Richard Redmond, the Red, with his Redsters.
1: If I may, Samuel Flange, the singing man.
0: Oh, we all remember the singing man. And of course. Codpiece Jim, I'm sorry I'm so dim. Uh, You know, wonderful. And the fact that they were going to be doing a charity concert for the families of the previous victims who had all died in thrashing accidents... I mean, it was a layer of irony upon tragedy, upon satire, and then with a little bit of parody mixed in there. It was a melange of artistic forms.
1: But if I may say, from that tragedy comes triumph. As the concert goes ahead, and it's one of the nation's favourite memories, with you performing the same song for eight and a half hours, raising a record amount as people just watched across the nation, they rang in and they pledged. How did you find the determination to keep the nation going when they needed it most?
0: Well, like I said at the start of this interview, perseverance is what it takes. And obviously we were raising money, but we were also raising Yorkshire puddings Because as I was spinning the discs, I was spinning the batter and that's why we needed the donations although it was in a good cause unfortunately the event of the hole didn't quite break even because the size of the yorkshire pudding that we ended up making we needed to use a gas oven like you've never seen to cook that baby up and with prices being what they were at the time it, it ended up making a slight loss but I was able to write it off against tax, which was great for my tax bill that year. So it wasn't a complete loss, there were some benefits. We did manage to turn the two Yorkshire puddings into uh, Yorkshire's most successful dry ski slope. So, and that's still running to this day. To this day, to this
1: day. And that colossal effort of yours saved, as I understand by the official records from the central records building, Nearly three people. I'm going to turn to the crowd again and say, what a hero we have in our presence today. Broadcaster of the Year, Lloyd Becklesnip. We're going to take a short break, come back as we delve further into Lloyd's life.
0: You spin my puddings right round, right round like a thresher baby. The season of
1: Yule Vent is almost upon us. And what better way to prepare for this festival of rebirth than with the Lloyd Becklesnip Free Yorkshire Radio 25 deaths advent calendar. In this exquisitely designed, lovingly handcrafted calendar, each door opens to reveal the sad demise of one of the many guests whose appearance on Free Yorkshire Radio turned out to be their last appearance anywhere. Open door number one, and who will it be? Perhaps it will be Harold Pushpin, the swamp mongrel farmer who was overcome by his own herd on the very first episode of Free Yorkshire Radio. Now that is an unusual amount. I'll be honest with you, that's more than I was expecting. But that's wrong. Okay, okay. Lloyd, that's let's run. Okay, Lloyd? Let's run. Let's run. Let's run Okay, let's go. Who's behind door number seventeen? Perhaps it's OXO, the Yorkshire teenager, who never came back from the trip to Londinium, that Free Yorkshire Radio centre on in episode 16. it's a familiar smell. I, I know it quite well. I've been I've been told you shouldn't get too close because it can be somewhat overwhelming to you. <sighs> oh no! Oh! What about door number six? Perhaps it's the treacherous nun's Sister Firkin who got her just rewards when trying to steal the White Rose of Yorkshire in episode twenty-one. Wait, the room—it's closing around rapid- me. Oh, that that was unfortunate that the nun got squashed. There's just so many it could be. Remember Pearl of the rebellious Skelmanthorpe Knitting Group, who went missing, presumed dead in Episode 6? Let's get out of here, Skelmanthorpe Palace! Unite, let's go! And there are some bonus treats, like the double deaths of Amelia Wordle and Rufus Nettlepatch when they unleashed the Worm Monster in episode 25. Amelia, they've got onto me!
0: They've just ripped his legs off. Oh my god, there's blood and guts everywhere. Ah!
1: Perfect gift to remind us that, although wintermas comes but once a year, death comes for us all. Retailing at just £29.99, the Lloyd Becklesnip Free Yorkshire Radio 25 Deaths of Soul Tide Advent Calendar. The calendar that puts the advent back into death by misadventure. And we're back with broadcaster humanitarian, uh, Yorkshire pudding, enthusiast. I think that would be fair to say, Lloyd. Although we turn from the triumph Mm -hmm. to what many see as the darkest days of the Becclesnip story. You danced so hard at that concert for so long, solo, of course. Mm -hmm. You suffered a double knee retraction, both knees making their way up your legs. Mm-hmm. That's when you turned. Uh, what, do- so no, Lloyd, 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 Lloyd. Please, I have to ask this. Uh, these are the difficult questions, Lloyd.
0: Yes, Gabriel.
1: You did turn. You turned to. You turned to drugs. It was a dark time. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. I mean, I can't imagine the pain, but I can't imagine the addiction either. Talk us through both.
0: Well, as you know, when you dance too hard and your knees basically migrate, my, my moves were so astounding that they got scared, they couldn't hack the awesomeness off them. So they went to hide in my hips, in my hip sockets. So if you can imagine the pain...
1: I can't, like I simply can't. I simply can't.
0: It's like having a couple of ice cream scoops wrapped around your eyeballs, an experience we can all relate to.
1: Now, I can see that this is difficult for you, but you you were taken to, of course, the finest of the nation's hospitals. Yeah. And you were taken care of, but also something dark took hold of you, something that was perhaps always there, I don't know.
0: Well, they had to operate. It's an extremely invasive procedure, so the recovery time is several months. And on that time, I was on a ground swamp mongrel spine drip. The standard drug for recovering from an operation but most people are able to get off after a week or two and it doesn't get a chance to get its claws into you but if you're on a swamp mongrel spine drip for more than a month it's almost impossible not to get addicted to it but of course with the health service once i recovered i was out of my ear so i had to find my own ground swamp mongrel spine they are fast buggers so they are as you say, they were so fast that you couldn't catch them still recovering
1: from your operation. The dark streets that this led you to, the back alleys, mm-hmm. it was reported in the press. We all saw the headlines, Lloyd on his knees begging, please, please. What do you say to that?
0: I can't deny it. It was printed in our newspapers, our government approved newspapers, which of course we know never print lines. And it would be foolish of me to suggest that they ever did. So I cannot deny it. I was on my knees in those alleys begging for anything. You know, as we all know, there are substitutes for ground. Swamp mongrel spine. I was on the, the pusnip leaves for a bit. I had the garot carrot diced, but these were all just steps deeper and deeper into the nightmare uh, of this addiction. So eventually, I had to go cold turkey, which is where you get a frozen turkey and strap it into your pants and you just have to you just have to tough it out because that's the only cure for this condition you have got to dig deep and I dug deep as you would if you had some frozen poultry in your nether regions
1: now some say that the freezing and total loss of your testicles is what brought you back Mm -hmm. to where you are right now, the broadcaster of the year, because it was the very same week when you went cold turkey. You lost those plums. Yeah. But you also stepped back into the broadcasting realm with the Free Yorkshire Republic radio cast. That was a triumph. How did it feel to go from those frozen, frozen wastes to back
0: on top. Well, it took balls. I had mine taken, so I had to fashion my own. And that's what I did. I've got some homemade gonads. I've taken a squash ball, wrapped it in elastic bands, and stuck a bit of glitter on it. And I have now stapled them back on. And it's amazing just the feel of that, the confidence it gives you, especially the glitter. My fake nads led to real success. And obviously the reporting that I was able to do on the plague of pusnip leaves, swamp mongrel spine huffing and whatnot that's plaguing our nation, I was able to do an expose of that. And that got me my first award of story of the year in the Yorkshire Press Awards. So that was definitely a big fillet for my career
1: and all that suffering all that pain led to the number one bestseller fake nads real feelings Mm -hmm. i mean the nation went insane for this story it was the bestseller
0: the success of that led me to launching my own range of fake gonads for people who had gone cold turkey but that's when things got crazy because they were so successful people were actually removing their own gonads so that they could buy my fake gonads and at that point I had to take them off the market. I didn't want people maiming themselves just for a few quid.
1: And indeed the pharmaceutical and medical company you set up off the market did very well for you. I mean let's not deny you've been a successful man in business as well as entertainment.
0: Well, yes, it started with the fake gonads, but we've got fake everything now. They've been wildly successful, we've got all sorts of models now. We've got an arm with rubber fingers, just give you that little bit of extra bend. If you want feet with springs in them, it literally puts a spring in your step.
1: <laughs> That's Lovely our stuff. slogan. Lovely stuff.
0: And some of the body parts are modelled after me. So if you want a certified Lloyd Becklesnip hairy back, we can sort that out for you. If you want a Lloyd Becklesnip outie belly button, we can sort that for you.
1: But the number one seller by far is the Lloyd Becklesnip new fake hip, which has been an absolute
0: sensation. Guaranteed knee free. There's a special repellent on it that will guarantee that your knees will never hide in your hips, because I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy.
1: And that, if nothing else, sums up this fantastic human person, broadcaster, but above all, Yorkshireman. And as the award is brought onto the stage right now, I cannot say how proud I am to offer this Broadcaster of the Year Award to this wonderful person. Lloyd Becklesnip, your award... And your ovation, sir. Yo, bitches. I'm number one, finally. Yo, bitches. I'm number one. Fantastic words from a fantastic Yorkshireman.
0: I just wanted to say, Gabriel, what a fantastic broadcaster. I think you are. I've been watching your career carefully, and I think you've got a great future ahead of you. Well, thank you so much. It's
1: an honour, really. And I look forward to that story about Threshing Machines next week. It's going to be really good, I think. Yo, what's up? You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio. To celebrate Lloyd's achievement of winning the glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire's Broadcaster of the Year or Gifroboty for short, Free Yorkshire Radio is offering you the chance to win your very own certified Lloyd Becklesnip replica body part. We've got all sorts on offer. Fancy some chocolate fingers that have been made from a mold of Lloyd's hands? We got them. Available in packs of 10 or 13 if you're from Norfolk. As a radio presenter, Lloyd's ears are amongst his most important features. Now you could win a pair for yourself, and they come pre-filled with wax, syringed directly from Lloyd's own ear canal. Or how about a hand made of ham? Nibble away at the Lloyd Becklesnip hand-shaped hunk of dead pig, and it'll grow back in a matter of weeks. Available in Pancetta, Serrano, and Nicolas Cage. Oh, sorry, I've been told that this item is no longer available. Bit of a red herring, that one. Fancier Lloyd Becklesnip kidney? Then all you need to do to enter our prize draw is send in your kid's knee! Yes, due to Lloyd's kneecaps attacking his own hip joints, he's on a mission to rid the nation of them. So to enter this once in a lifetime competition, just harvest your offspring's patella protectors and see if you get lucky! Don't delay, enter today! Terms and conditions apply. Body parts may take four to six weeks delivery and must be fitted by the competition winner themselves. Free Yorkshire Radio accept no liability for problems caused by the incorrect
0: installation of rotting body parts. Hi right, Gary, I'm back. Do you want to see my trophy? Oh, I'm sorry, but we don't have time to broadcast your segment now. Oh, come on. Look, if you're going to cry that much, at least do it over the watermill out back and we can put all that fluid to some good use. Also, why is the Mogwai's cage now broken with the remains of a smoking, crusty pod in it? And who's borrowed my chainsaw? (laughs) Oh my God, what's that? (laughs) Anyway, I guess that's the end of another show. This is Yorkshire Broadcaster of the Year, Lloyd Becklesnip, saying cheerio. And until next time, may all your brews be strong. May all your puddings be fettled. And may all your swamp mongrels be radiation-free. Communications have been severely disrupted. Make sure you have food, water, and a battery-powered radio with you.
1: This is not a test.
0: Hi, thanks for listening. I'm Noel Curry, and this show featured Adam Martin as Gabriel Sink. You can follow this podcast on Facebook at Free York's Radio. We'll be back next month, but if you enjoyed this, then you know what to do. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review. Thanks. This is Free Yorkshire Radio.